can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. It's Heather from the Talking Pools podcast on Hump Days with Heather. I am filling in for Dan and Kelly this week as they were out. So I have with me Chris Linton, who's my husband. Say hi. Her better half. Hello, I'm Chris. That everybody stops and says, are you Heather's husband at the shows? If they only knew me, they would be like, oh my God, you're married to Heather? I know. How the hell do we put up with that? Or you I, put up with that, not we. I don't know. It's hard. I'm not that hard. I don't think. Hmm. <laughs> Anywho, so this episode we wanted to talk about servicing because that's where hubby's expertise is in, is more on the service side. And what he hates about it, what he likes about it, how he can help other people that are in the service side, like his pointers, I guess, so to say. What do you think about that? Yeah, you just give me some duct tape and some flex seal, I can fix anything. That's right. Well, not even the duct tape. I mean, we just use the red tape that we use on remodels. No, I like my stuff to be permanent and hard to get off. Yeah. Oh, God. No pun intended there. And you wonder where I get it from. <clears throat> so, what are some good things that you can give to other people that are in the service industry as far as tips that helps you in the A and the heat because, you know, Texas is the hottest shit, as well as dealing with employers because you're both, you're an employer, as well as sometimes being kicked in the ass by me. Because I'm that way. Yeah, I mean, just make sure you keep the office and the information that you're given for each job legit and have as much information that you can get before you go out. I mean, if, if the office is telling you, hey, pump's not working, they're not even giving you a description of what kind of pump it is, what pump it is, if it's a water feature, if it's a pool circulation pump or what have you. Get as much information as you can before you go out to the jobs. I can't tell you how many times I've been sent out to a job and they say that the heater's not working and you get out there, it's a damn filter. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. Or it's the, the big egg dome. I yeah. get that a lot for the filters. Yeah, because, I mean, also, as us as an office, like when we train our office staff, I, I teach them in the field as well. I send them with Chris, I send them with Steven or whoever they're going with. To be able to learn individual equipment because hands-on experience is definitely a lot better. Chris hated the office person at first because she didn't know better, right? But it cost us time and it cost us money when we had inadequate information. So by providing that office personnel adequate information on hands-on learning, as well as what questions to ask for the homeowner, okay, well, the heater's not working. Is it giving you an error code? Is it heating up to a certain degree and then shutting what off? What kind of heater is it? What model heater is it? What BTU heater is it? Get as much information as you can so that you can try to fix it on the first trip. Yeah, we have our homeowners send us photos. And even to get, obviously, obviously in heaters, you have to open the panel up to be able to get to that information. So we do like, if you got a screwdriver, take it, take off the panel, pop it back, 
in once you're done. Well, snap a picture. Not necessarily well accurate these days because like um LXI, uh, Master Temp, the labels are all on the outside. Yeah. Um, if you're going into an atmospheric heater, you know, like an old ray pack or ream or something like that, yeah, then you're going to need to open it up. True. But get the homeowners to do that, whatever labels that we need, because then we attach that into our software that they have so the technicians can see that in the field. So that helps all around. I can't remember whenever I first started doing this and hubby was teaching me the amount of bitching I got because he was so used to other companies knowing what the f they were doing and not me. <laughs> so the amount you remember, you remember how bad you you were yelling at me? No, I don't ever yell. I'm very, very calm and collected person. Bullshit. <laughs> so, we've come a long way from my first filter clean to my first pool cleaning. Yeah, it took her eight hours to do a DE filter clean one time. Shut up, bitch. Yeah. I had to drive 40 miles across town <laughs> to go save her, and it took me five minutes to put it back together. And the me. hardest part is you didn't even say a word to me. No, I didn't say anything to her because I was pissed off because I was working for another company at that time. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out how I was going to explain, hey, I had to use all this extra gas of your gas money to drive all the way across town to save my wife to do my company. and But to um, be fair, we added gas back to the yeah. truck with our own money. But still, I mean... Uh, it didn't look good on that part. And that's why we decided to just they screw it to the other company and start our own thing. Well, one of the reasons. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the reasons. One of the yeah. many reasons that happens. Yeah. Another thing is you want to make sure that you work for someone that you respect and mm -hmm. that you can look up to. Not someone that's going to be like they really don't know anything about the pool industry. And they're just expecting you to come in and do everything for them and teach them at the same time. You don't want to work for somebody like that because you're going to get burned out really, really fast. I've worked for several people like that where I was basically running their whole company and doing all their service work out in the field. And I was getting call after call after call. Hey, I have a customer calling in saying that their seal on their pump is bad. What pump is this? Or, hey, their cleaner is not working. What cleaner is this? Whenever you're taking time out of your technician's day and you expect them to be able to do five, ten jobs a day, every single phone call, every single text that you're sending to them is slowing them down and keeping them from being able to do anything. Yeah, whenever we first got into this, I was constantly calling Chris every, oh my God, probably like every 30 minutes easily. and. He got so pissed off at me because I was learning, right? Everybody has to start somewhere. While I was still in the field with him, I also did the office. So I did the office in the field while I was with him, plus at the office. So on days that I wasn't with him running the office, I would constantly call him. That slows him down. That gets him pissed because it's hot as shit out there. Even in the wintertime, it's cold as shit. And so by doing that, it takes that over getting mad like the office people get mad like why isn't he answering my call i need this shit answered so on and so forth so keep keep the office personnel down so what we did is we set up a system where we would text be like hey what is this question answer or call me when you're done with the job because they want to get out of the heat they want to be sitting in the truck and talking to you and that way you can send them photos you can send them whatever you need to and that way they're focused on the job at hand in person 
because remember, a lot of times they're still dealing with the homeowners, they're dealing with tenants, they're dealing with whatever issue on that job site. A five-minute job could have turned into an hour. That also works both ways. As a technician, you need to make sure you're giving as much information to the office as you can. Oh, yeah. In order to do those repairs, because if they're always having to call you saying, hey, what kind of heater was it? You know, what was wrong with it? What parts do we need? That's your fault as a technician for not giving the right information. Part numbers for the office is hands down the best thing that I had my office staff. I mean, my technicians do for my office staff. We came into an issue where we had like five, six technicians go in at once. And then we had new people in the office. We had vets. You know, Cassandra has been with me forever, as you all know. Even then, especially heaters, one little number off of a part number that gets sent incorrectly costs the entire job. So checking it at SEP is great, but sometimes technicians don't check. Okay, well, 90% of the time, technicians don't check at SEP to make sure what's called in is accurate, and that's the right for the job. They're not going to go back and look at past tickets. They're not going to go back and look at whatever that they need to look at to check to make sure that part right. I can't tell you how many times I've sent Chris out with the wrong part. I'm sorry. No comment. (laughs) But that's how we learn. And by doing that, it helps understand what processes and procedures that you need to put in place to be able to correct that. Because that costs the company time. It costs money. It costs gas, tolls, maintenance on the truck. It frustrates the homeowner because, well, what the hell? You're supposed to know what you're doing. Even though we're all human and make mistakes, but a lot of times those homeowners don't understand, hey, we're training. They don't give a shit. They just want their stuff fixed. That's all they care about. Yeah. And as a business owner, if you have a technician that does not respect those values of the company, you know, the time, how many trips they make out there, because all they're worried about is, hey, if I go out there, I get paid another trip out to this job. So if you got a technician like that, my recommendation is to let them go immediately. Um I can't tell you how many technicians, cleaners we've gone through just because they want to get paid every single time they go out to a job. And it's not right. If it's their mistake, I'm not paying them for it. I'm not going to pay them for making a mistake and not giving me the right information. They say, okay, the pump seal is bad. They get out there. We have a pump seal on the the work order. They replace that. And now the the housing seal is housing o-ring is bad no i mean they should have had all that on the information i'm not paying them an extra trip to go out there just because they didn't want to put you know that simple i mean say i need a whole go get for a pump don't just say hey it needs a ps 1000 still for uh whisper flow yeah and when they don't take op take open but open up the pump to check the impeller and the diffuser and they see a leak coming out of the shaft seal be like, okay, we just need a shaft seal or a go kit. That's what a lot of my technicians did in the past. Like, we just need a go kit. Well, they go out there, we send them with a go kit, but most of the time the go kit's on the truck. But if we didn't get approval or whatnot, we have to make another trip, whatever it may be. Then they actually go to do the job. We've already got the approval for a $30 part. And then they open it up finally because they misdiagnosed it by not opening that pump up by taking 15 minutes to open it up and put it back together. It is a pain in the ass, but diagnose your stuff properly. You want to make sure that you're not missing stupid stuff. Obviously, if the housing's warped, that's a little bit different because it's harder to see. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to have on their stock a housing. But as a technician, you should have, if you're doing regular repairs every single day and you see this, um, you will 
see that you need a whisper flow sealed plate every single time. For the most part, yeah. I mean, pretty much. That was our and, standard. We and, just replaced in Texas, it. It gets so damn hot here, I'm sure, out in Arizona and, you know, California, places like that. It probably gets just as hot. California? Maybe yeah, Death Valley. Yeah, I'm talking about out in the desert. They have pools out there, too, Heather. Death Valley. Yep. How hot is it in Death Valley? Well, you remember when we drove through there? It was, 100, God, it was 130 hot. degrees when we went through there at one time. That was insane. Oh, yeah, that was an amazing trip. We'll have to tell you about that in another episode. I love to travel. Hubby does, too, I think. Yeah. She likes flying. I like driving. Yeah, because, because I want to get there. I want to get there. I'm old. I enjoy the, the trip. Yeah. So another thing that you can also do, not only like we went over helping your office staff, you training your office staff to help you, what you need. Your calls to your homeowners. When you're done with that job, if that homeowner's not there, shoot them a courtesy text, phone call, email, some type of communication. To know that that job is done, what you've done for that job, what the next step is, if there is a next step. as You want to put yourself in your that homeowner's situation. As a homeowner, if I'm not here, I want to know, hey, did you go? I saw you were on the way, but what happened? Did you fix it? Do we need other parts? Is it going to cost me more money? Just that communication with that or, homeowner. Hey, is it okay for me to turn my pump on now? You know, that's the biggest thing. A lot of the technicians <laughs> mm-hmm. will go out there and then the customer gets home. Even if it's fixed, it may be after the scheduled time for it to run. The customer doesn't know if they can turn it on or not. So, so they just leave the switch off. And then they call in a week later and we're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. That job was completed, sir. Your pool is up and running. No, I mean, you got to have communication on both sides. Office more so than the technician because office sucks. Technicians rule. Screw you. <laughs> no, and and he, he and I have disagreements on that. I want the technician to call the homeowner. He wants the office to call. No, we don't disagree about anything. I'm I'm mm. right. She's wrong. Bullshit. Yeah. The woman is always right. Haven't you ever heard if the woman is happy, everything's good in paradise? Heather, come on. Everything there is no such thing as gender anymore. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I'm not gonna even go on that one. <laughs> Anyways. I want the technician to call because the homeowner is always going to have questions that you, the office, cannot answer. Example, if I have Cassandra call and say, hey, I replaced the 135 high limit. Okay. Well, the homeowner, let's say they're smart. They're like, well, what about the other high limit? Cassandra's like, what are you talking about? We replaced the high limit. She doesn't know that there's two high limits. There's a high and a low, right? So that's prime example. Just sell them the kit. Well, I know, but I'm just giving you an example, damn it. Don't sell them individual parts. Sell them a damn kit. Make sure everything's up and going so you don't have another problem in six months. True. But I'm just saying, then that means that office is going to have to call the technician, and that could have been totally avoided if the technician had called that individual instead of the office that doesn't know shit or that is still learning or that doesn't know everything. So it's harder that way. Double doing your work. I don't like double doing work. Well, see, that's where I am indifferent because you expect us to go out there, do the repair on the job. Yep. Sit there for a half an hour to an hour filling out paperwork. Before Shouldn't take we you even, a half hour to an hour to fill out paperwork. We're talking about a Jandy product. We're talking about Ion. I it's mean, going Ion to does take have an hour sometimes. minimum usually just to fill out one task. The and picture upload uploading. Pictures. Yeah, it's the pictures. But on their defense, I do ask you to upload a shit ton of photos 
I make my technicians upload a minimum of five photos, period. You have the picture of the pool itself, especially if that water level is low, you're going to give me a picture of that skimmer level to show or the uh, under the overflow grate. You're going to do an eagle eye view of the equipment, a front view of the equipment, the part that you replaced, plus the before and after of everything. So that's my requirement for all my technicians on the job, period. I don't care. And a lot of times, though, when you don't want to sit there and wait, you'll send it to me in Teams and be like, upload this shit because it's not uploading, which is fine as long as it's uploaded to that work order. But yeah, I do expect that. And then as you're doing all that, call a customer like, hey, this is what I did. You can take five minutes to call a client. He's the world's worst at that. I don't think they want to see us argue about stuff. So. <laughs> oh, we have definitely indifferent in that because he's like, call Heather. And I'm like, no. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're doing a full schedule and it's 103 degrees outside. I know. You know, you just want to get to the next job so you can get home into the AC and be, and done. be done. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be sitting in my truck for an hour at least but you're to fill off. out a task to call a customer to look up part numbers for the office. I'm not going, I'm not going to do that as a technician. I'm sorry. You just don't, if I was an individual, not an owner of the company, you don't pay me enough for that. Unless you want to pay me $150 per job to. A flat fee per job done. Heater install, yeah. 150 bucks. Controller install done. No, I'm talking about like pump steel replacement. Oh, well, it depends. Some, yeah. some companies do pay a percentage of the, the job itself. Yeah, it's gotta, or... it's gotta be worth the technician's time on both sides. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it does. I mean, I'm a business owner, but I still remember my days of being out there and getting dirty and and doing all this. So I'm going to defend a technician over being the business owner. And I'm the more business owner because while I'm out yeah. there with him, I'm not the one physically doing the work because I suck at physically doing the work. That's what he's for. Yeah, she just wants to sit there and do videos all day. I do. I love doing mm. videos. I'm not as good as the pool boy and his little TikToks. But I'm trying because I got to learn TikTok. I like doing videos, though. It's nice. A, it shows your work, too. It does before and after. And eliminates the technician from having to take the photos because you're Mrs. Paparazzi. I'm doing it for you. Yeah, shit, man. We went to a job last night just to <laughs> take pictures and videos of a light. For somebody. We can't for say somebody. Who. And um, I cleaned the pool, scooped the pool, vac the pool, all that stuff. I did the chemistry. And we ended up being on that job just to do a video and do a quick clean on that pool in chemistry for an hour and 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because Heather could not seem to get the right angle for her camera. It's like, oh my God, no, it's <laughs> still hot outside. We didn't get home until like Midnight. 1130 last but night. That's because we did stop at a restaurant and eat at 10. I didn't leave the job until almost 9:30. I got there at 7:45. This PM people, this is the PM, not in the AM cuz yeah. I had to get night photos obviously for a light. Yep. But I did video. There's no light. reason that and you can tell someone that doesn't work out in the field <laughs> and then sits behind a computer all day long, it doesn't bother them. Oh, I'm not always behind the computer. I'm in the field with my builds and remodels and standing there doing video. Yeah, I yeah. make sure the guys are doing their shit right. Start, That's my job. Start picking up some bags of, you know, sackcrete or a bucket I'm of not, shock or something like yeah. that. And then you can start bitching about it. I'm yeah. not that strong. I cannot lift those anymore. 
especially since I lost all my I'm muscle. talking about the people that work up a sweat. Ooh. What is that, Heather? Do you even know what a sweat is? Um, I don't think she does. Yeah, I actually, I'm a hard person to sweat. You know how some people are harder to sweat versus others? Like, for me, it takes a lot more to make me sweat. Like, wow. versus hubby, he's sweating all the time. Maybe we should see a doctor on that. I don't know if that's normal or not for me. I don't know. But I hope this episode was helpful for y'all. We have been rambling on for about 20, 30 minutes now, give or take. I hope you've had insight and you've enjoyed hubby. I like hubby being here. Mm -hmm. He's nice. Oh, and I have to do my filler words. Uh, um, oh. oh. But... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, she coached me and told me, make sure you don't use filler words. It's like, okay. Um, Immediately. Because uh, uh, mm, nobody wants to hear filler words. I mean, yeah. your brain's processing. I get it. But for me, it's like, I think I, I just did go, pretty good. I think, I think I, you did well. I think I did better than Heather. I'm, well, I don't I'm, know. I'm now the new superstar. That's right. So. Superstar Chris. Superstar Chris. Yeah. So if anybody wants an autograph, you know, just look me up at the pool show. Don't don't look for <laughs> Heather. You know, just come come to me and I'll do an autograph. I'll just give you a cell phone. I don't give a shit. If anybody wants a cell phone, just holler at me. I don't care. You can have it. He'll send you he'll send you videos of me videoing him. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's been awesome. I will talk to y'all on Hump Days with Heather on Wednesday. Have a great day. Bye. Now for the blooper reel from this episode. Heather and Chris, take one. Three, two, one. Rudy! Oh my god! Motherfucker Rudy! Heather and Chris, take two. Are you ready now? Yeah, let me get this up. Yes, I'm ready now. Stop! If you're going to be mean to me, I'm not going to. I'm not being you. mean to you. You are being mean to me. You're messing Heather's up. Heather's being mean. She's a bitch. Oh my god. We're not even live yet. So shut up. Okay, talk normal because I'm trying to just. Normal. Sorry. There. Oh, okay. shit. Hold on. Talking normal. Hold on. Normal talk. Hold on. This is normal. This is I me talking turn normal. Off my... Normal. Normal. Heather and Chris, take three. Okay. So I'll just do a test run real quick. Um, Would you stop doing that? Stupid shit. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Rudy. <laughs> He's not gonna see these unless I upload them. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Hi, it's Heather, and I have Chris as my guest today. We're filling in for Heather and Chris. Take four. Hey guys, it's Heather from Hump Days with Heather. I am filling in for Kelly and Dan this week. I have Chris Linton with me, who is my husband. Say hi. Hello. And we just want to fill in for them because they were unavailable this week, but that's quite all right. So I'm just doing a test sound to see how it goes. Talk. Just talk about something real quick. Okay. I'm talking about something real quick. Okay. I think we're going to have to, you're going to have to lean forward like I am. Not that I far. am talking about something real quick. Not talk. That far forward. Heather says like, I don't right talk here. loud enough. Like right there. Like you see how when I lean, I'm right here. You don't have to lean like that. I just Hello. Like, your whole upper body. Oh my god. <laughs> your upper body, just like this. So she see? wants me to be hunched over and look like look, a hermit. Honey, I'm not even hunched over. I'm just leaning. Do you see how I'm going back and forth? This doesn't feel good on my ass because yeah, my cheekbones. You, you shouldn't be doing it like that. You should be doing it like this. Oh, my God. Up and down instead of back and forth.
Oh my god. Maybe, maybe a little bit of these, you know. All right, I'm gonna stop this testing, and then the yeah. next one's gonna be live. You're gonna have to deal with it, but okay. you're gonna have to lean. You see, you see that green bar and yellow bar. That's what we're looking. That's what I'm looking for. I think people can hear me because. All right, here we go. I'm stopping our testing. Oh, I thought you were about to just There, I'll shit. put it right in front of me. That way I'm in the red every single time. Hi, I'm Chris, and I am here to speak to you today about Heather and her inability to do things properly. Is that better? You topped it off with a kiss to make it better, huh? She doesn't even kiss right. <laughs> what the f***? Just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to pool Pumageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 